Hey everyone, welcome to the Safetyologist podcast, where we talk all about the safety profession. I'm your host, Gary Marsh, and in today's episode, we'll be uh, taking a look and talking about burnout. What is burnout? I mean, I've read that they call it a mental health issue, not really a mental illness. I always used to think of burnout as just being tired of doing what you are doing and needing to change. I never once thought it could take me down the path that it did. Yes, I have and currently are recovering from burnout. There came a point in my life when I began to constantly feel emotionally exhausted. There were days that I would be telling myself that I love my job and that I was just tired from all the workouts I was doing. I think all those workouts were really only masking the problem. And to be honest with you, I think working out did a great job of keeping it somewhat contained for a very long time. When I was in the Navy, I was on afterburners all the time, it seemed, but that felt normal to me. I was still very active and felt that ADHD was really to blame for how I was feeling and why I was always applying the afterburners. Anyway, looking back now, I know it was the early stages of burnout. I seemed to always expect too much of myself and never felt my work was good enough. Also, now that I think about this more, Burnout was probably helping my feelings of inadequacy, and I've always felt incompetent. There would be times that would present themselves when I would screw up and people would look down on me as being a screw up. No one really did that, mind you. It was just a movie playing out in my head. No matter what or where I worked, I always felt unappreciated. I think that's because I always placed unreasonable demands on myself. I always thought that the job was, you know, doing just the job I was doing just didn't fit me. I always thought I should be doing something else. Um, I eventually carried that into my civilian life after the Navy. I never looked at things I've done and thought, wow, you've done so much. I've always felt I was not doing enough. Typical thoughts of somebody who uh, is experiencing burnout. The more I worked in civilian life, the more cynical I became. I was always thinking these guys I was working with and especially working for were motivated purely by their self-interest. In the last podcast, I mentioned how I came to learn how cutthroat people can be. Well, that is true, but I think I also added fuel to those thoughts. I also mentioned in the last podcast that I was promoted a couple of times in the first company I worked for uh, after my Navy career. Looking back at those days, I was definitely dealing with unaddressed burnout. I began feeling really unappreciated. Once my original bosses moved on, uh, they moved on to bigger and better positions, and I got this new boss who was really definitely motivated by his own self-interest. He began using me for every job he could. I mean, I would come home after a couple of months of working overseas, and he'd call me two weeks later and want me to go to another job. I was supposed to be on a 28-day rotation, 28 days working and two days travel with 26 days off. And let me tell you what, I was on two months months here, two months there, and getting home for a week here or two weeks there. It was just ridiculous. 
It was tough, but I never turned down the work. I would always brush it off and I'd always tell tell myself things were fine. I'm just fine. I remember saying multiple times that I'm happy to take on more work, but my inside voice would scream some pretty serious obscenities, which I'm sure would show up on my face. In fact, when I was still in the Navy, I had a commander tell me he saw lightning bolts coming from my cold, black, dead eyes. I'm serious. I blamed that anger outburst at that time on recently quitting chewing tobacco after 20 plus years. Anyway, I think it made me feel like people depended on me and that no one else could do what I did. You know, and boy, was I was wrong. Uh, when I was in the Navy, I always performed under some pretty stressful situations, and I really never thought about it, and I never really thought I had a negative response to stress. In fact, I always thought I performed pretty well under pressure, which actually I did most of the time back then. As I got older and further into burnout, I became even more cynical and also began to fall apart under pressure. And I would always tell myself that I'll be fine once this is done, or I'd say this will pass. I think I, I then started telling myself I wasn't having bad days. I'm only having bad moments. If I take a, you know, if I took a vacation, I would come back better than ever. Nope. That never happened either. Uh, have you ever said something like it's not me, it's everyone else and everything else. I began saying that phrase just about every day. I really began to get angry too. Not normal angry either. Like lightning bolts from the eyes angry. I would literally go batshit crazy sometimes. It was at this point in my life um, that my wife really started to tell me to get help. I wouldn't listen to her. And anyway, I began to feel my energy levels decreasing and my will to work out twice a day dwindled to pretty much once a day once every other day, and then eventually I ended up stopping altogether. That's when the anger really began to come out. I started to, uh, in a work capacity, I started to miss things during my audits and dropped in other areas of performance, and it really began to show, and this is when the new boss thought he could take advantage of me even more. I found out through sources who knew him that he was trying to get rid of me so he could bring a friend into the company and put that friend in my place. He had already done that with the other safety advisor. I can't believe I'm talking about uh, this particular story. Not about that, but about my burnout. Um, it, it's been a secret for so long, but I feel it's important to help others who are experiencing burnout. Now, I've told you the story uh, a little in my book, but not this part of that story. I've never talked about the role I played in my position at the company being no longer required. And, you know, this is that position, you know, this is, this is the role that I played. Uh, and it was my burnout. My suspicions became stronger, which really fueled my frustrations and irritability. I had a really short fuse. I mean, it was really short. I would snap at just about anything. It was about this time when I was feeling fatigued and all the time. My sleep was erratic and it seemed as though I had a, a constant headache. You know, not 
not them heavy, heavy duty headaches, but just that nagging little pain in your head. And you know, that shit pisses you off too. I think this was about the time I started drinking quite a bit more. And so I, I think I began to self-medicate. I hated my job and my fitness went to shit. I believe my wife mentioned multiple times that I had depression, but I wouldn't believe her. I may have said if people would just leave me the hell alone and let me do my job, I'd be fine. Well, as you may have already concluded, things came to a head and I got that call in Trinidad from my boss firing me on the phone. Man, I tell you what, I friggin' exploded. I believe I told him I was coming to Houston and I was going to kick his ass. Well, I said a, a few other choice things too. And after I got off the phone, I blew up and said something like, I'm going to go and blow up the office and who knows what else I said. I, I, I was actually, I was raging. To really make matters worse, the boss turned off my phone, canceled my flights and put a stop on my company credit card. Talk about getting really pissed off. I was going to kill that dude. So my anger is what caused the situation to really go from bad to way worse in this, in this particular case. I know that now. Well, I went from getting fired to not getting fired. And, you know, that's a a different story, but uh, (laughs) it's quite interesting how that worked out. I only believe they kept me on so I wouldn't sue the company for how the boss fired me and left me in a foreign country without any way of getting out. Um, but what this really did was open the door for the boss man to put his friend in my position. And he did. So basically got a slap on the wrist and moved on with it. And I hid out on a rig in the Gulf of Mexico. I went on in this company for another year or so before finally being let go for good. I still did not deal with my burnout to this point. I did start to exercise again, and I really went deep into CrossFit. I got myself in really good shape, but still had that quiet depression with significant moments of uh, anger inside. Let me remind you that I still didn't know what I was experiencing at this point. I really thought the true Gary was out now, and I think I actually started to think this was the real me. I think I had some choice moments that really pissed off my wife. And I think she told me either I needed to get help or we would be done. Uh, Something like that. She has a crazy good memory and probably could tell you exactly what she said to me. Anyway, I did what any smart man would do. I finally listened to my wife and turned to the VA for help. I think I've been in counseling now for about three years with no real end in sight. I'm still living with the effects of burnout. It's been a really long road. But I think I've made some great progress. I have found some ways to help prevent it. And I think these ways can help prevent it for others. I also think that this podcast will help others who may be experiencing all the things that I've talked about in today's podcast. And the reason why I think that is I'm willing to talk about it. Maybe some people are willing to listen and say, you know what, maybe I am experiencing this and... Maybe I should seek help. And I'm hoping that's the case and that this podcast can help some others um, to prevent, you know, some of the situations that I've literally put myself in. So here are some some of the things that I did to um, prevent it from happening any anymore and also to recover from it. The first thing I'm going to say is the first thing you need to do is recognize those signs and symptoms. Really listen to this podcast again. 
because I believe I've experienced every symptom there is to burnout. If you can relate to anything I've talked about today, then you may also be experiencing burnout or you're heading into burnout. All I can say is get help. In the process of seeking help, implement these following strategies that help me out. Reprioritize your life. Make a list of all the demands you currently have on yourself. Prioritize this list that you've created and then figure out the hours that it's going to take to complete those demands. And now the next part may or may not be feasible for you. If you have an understanding boss, review this list with them and figure out how to limit these demands. Make sure you can work just the standard hours. For me, it was 40 hours a week. And so whatever your standard hours are, try to make it that those are your set hours every week and do not work more than that. Make sure you're taking your breaks. Here's what I was counseled to do uh, because we narrowed it down to my angry moments coming mostly in the afternoons. The first thing is to get up every hour and move around if you're stuck at the desk. This will help get your blood to flow and it will also help you to take a couple of minutes for yourself. You'd be surprised how much this helps. Then instead of eating at your desk or in the lunchroom, grab a quick bite and then go for a walk. I walk every day at lunch no matter what the weather is like. I can honestly say that this has curbed my Mr. Angry a lot. As a matter of fact, I can't remember the last time I was angry in the afternoon at work. Now, Driving home is a whole different story, and <laughs> I've actually uh, have a I, I actually got a fix for that too, and that is starting to actually work for me. The first thing is to listen to my wife again. She would constantly tell me that there is no reason whatsoever to get angry about things you have no control over, like other drivers, like all of them. Anyway. As you may be able to uh, hear in my voice, I'm still working on this one. I've had to work on a change in my mindset. Yes, I still have moments where I really want to throw caution to the wind, but those moments are getting farther apart. A good thing because I really was getting to a point where I felt I was going to either ram a car or something, you know, and hurt somebody. I don't get road rage now. I kind of look at people and I feel it coming up and then uh, I just release it because I'm thinking, what's the outcome here? And normally anymore with a podcast or a book going in the car, I don't even care anymore. In fact, I, I've slowed down and the podcast and or the uh, audible that I'm listening to has really taken my mind off the anger that I've started to that I was getting while I was driving. You know, I can almost bet that a person that is experiencing road rage, they're probably experiencing burnout and need some help. You need to look at that. The next time you have somebody that's experiencing road rage next to you, give them space. Just know that those people might need help. So think about that for a second before you, you know, jump to any conclusions. They've probably had a really bad day. So anyway, that's how I look at it when I get those people behind me now. I want to say this works so well for me. I read, I mean, I've listened to 46 books last year, and I think I'm somewhere around 50 this year so far. I also listened to a few podcasts of other like-minded people. 
you need to also start reconnecting with people and make life more than just work. On the weekends, it's important to try to do things you enjoy doing. I know the yard has to be mowed and all that stuff, but hey, figure out a way to get that shit done during the week. And then that way you can have fun on the weekend. I think COVID has really brought burnout to light. I believe there is a saying out there now, quietly quitting or something like that. I believe this is a sign of someone who may be experiencing burnout. So how's my recovery from burnout coming? I have to say burnout is no joke. I am still recovering from it and it has been over two years. I believe I lived in a burnout stage for like five times longer than that. So I'm still working on it. However, I feel a ton better and really starting to enjoy my life again. Every once in a great while, I will feel a little stressed out. And then, and when that happens, I quickly start implementing my recovery steps. I do believe walking has been the best prevention tool for me. I'm able to get out at lunch, plug in either a podcast or a book and listen for an hour to step out of my sometimes very stressful job. I am back to working out twice a day now during the week and doing fun things on the weekend. Oh, I almost forgot another really critical part of my recovery. That's my dog, Augie. He's just so happy to see me all the time. I can be gone for 10 minutes, come back, and it's like I've been gone for a week. His happy demeanor and crazy Frisbee skills sure make me happy. Well, that brings us to the end of this Safetyologist podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the story of my burnout. Tune in to our episode next week when we will be conducting an interview with none other than me. If you have thoughts about entering the safety profession, then you won't want to miss this one. Uh, Don't forget to follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram at at GaryMarsh54 and YouTube is Safetyology. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe as we post a new podcast weekly. Also, if you're looking for a great safety book, then take a look and buy Safetyology. The Art and Science of Developing Safety in Your Business. That's it for today. We will talk again next week. Thanks for listening. Oh, remember, together we can keep each other safer with safety all. Bye.